and we are live. Uh, this morning, we want to once again invite our attention to the book of Jude. There's so much happens in our society uh, today. So, but therefore, we want to uh, uh, hear what the Lord is saying to us and what he is speaking to us in, in this hour. So we want to begin in the book of Jude. Uh, the text, the thought uh, we want to uh, present this morning from the Holy Spirit is contending for your faith. Contending for your faith. Contending for your faith. Beginning at the first chapter of, of the book of Jude, I like to say we are a teaching ministry, and so I like to show us what's written in the Word of God. Uh, beginning at verse number one, are we there? Jude chapter number one. The book of Jude says, Jude, uh, the servant of Jesus Christ. Now, in the Greek, the word Jude there means confession. It's interesting. It says, Jude, the servant of Christ Jesus and brother James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Christ and called. So he's, he's speaking to people that have been sanctified, they have been preserved, they have been, uh, they have been kept, and they have been called out. And he, he, he releases and he requires, he says, mercy unto you and peace and long be multiplied. Now in verse number three it says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of a common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should honestly do what? Contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now, in the, in the beginning, Jude was going to write to them about the common salvation. Common means it was accessible to, to everyone. But what has happened was that there was a crisis going on. So the Holy Spirit redirected him to bring him to the place where he was saying to them, he said, now where I want you to know, there's going to come a time that you're going to have to contend for your faith. Now he also uses the word, he says, honestly. He, he wants to warn them. The word exhort means to warn. And then he says that you should earnestly, in other words, seriously take this thing with a whole heart. Seriously begin to contend for your faith. To contend for your faith. So the word contend there means to, to struggle to maintain uh, keeping your, your faith. You're going to struggle to maintain it, struggle to, to preserve it. You want to defend it from all error. Okay, when I say error, E-R-R. He's going to defend it from error. So he knew that there was something going on. Now, the faith he's talking about, he's talking about your beliefs. Now, as we know, there are going to be many, many, many people that will be entering into our country. And it's ironically, uh, I heard Dr. Manley say something this morning, and he's talking about all the different people uh, that were coming in and, uh, and uh, people of different faiths. Uh -uh. So God is saying to, to the body of Christ, We've got to begin to contend. We've got to fight for our belief because there's going to be a lot of different beliefs that's going to be coming in. And so God said, be, be, on, be put on alert. Begin to fight for your faith, what you believe. Stand up for what you believe. Amen. So we're, going, we're entering in in 
into that era and it's going to get even worse. Amen. So he says, you got to begin to contend for your faith. You fight for your faith. You fight for what you believe in. Amen. So now he goes on and he says in verse number four, verse number four, he says, for there are, now watch as he tells them what they're going to be fighting for their belief. Then he brings them in a little bit further and brings some more clarity to why he's saying what he's saying. Now, verse number four says, for there are certain men crept in where? Unaware. In other words, they're going to be unnoticed. A lot of times we can be so distracted that when, 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 when this, this type of beliefs begin to come in, because of the distractions, they'll be able to enter in unnoticed. So he says they're gonna be they're gonna creep in. In other words, they're not they're not gonna make a whole lot of noise. You know, uh, uh, they're just gonna ease their way in. Amen. Now it continues to say that they're gonna they creep, creep in unaware. Who were before of old? They were ordained to this condemnation. Then he goes on. He identifies them. He says they are ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we want to go to the book of, of 2 Peter because we want to once again look at those that are, are creeping in. So he said they're going to come in on the way. This is why he's saying you got to contend for your faith. you got to fight for your faith. you got to fight for what you believe in. Now, let's go to 2 Peter chapter number 2. 2 Peter Chapter number two. Are we there? It's Second Peter chapter number two. Beginning at verse number one. Now, verse number one says, But there were what? False prophets also prayer among the people. And then it goes on to say, Even as there shall be what? False teachers among you who privately shall bring in what kind of heresies? Damnable. You know, I, when I began to, to, to uh, uh, see what the Spirit of the Lord was saying in this teachings, now, I want to know, because we seem to think that things just not start happening. But when I look, I want to see when was the book of Jude written. Now, the book of Jude was written, uh, I think it says, um, after the death of Christ, in the uh, year 1668, 16. Then it says maybe year 80. So that meant that there was a whole lot of years from uh, from now back into then. So it's more than this 2,000 years, or it's more than, it's probably more than uh, 4,000 years. So when you look at that, what we see now does not just not begin. It has, it was, it was going on in the days of old. So he thought, he, he saw the need that the people needed to contend for their faith. So now he goes to he goes to book of Peter, and, and Peter begins to explain that these false teachers, just like there were false prophets there, they're going to come in privately. I mean, they were going to come in secretly, undercover. You know, when, 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 when anything's going to happen, if you want to do anything, you're going to do it undercover, right? So nobody else won't know about it. Amen? So he was saying that these false teachers and, and these prophets, and he said they were already among you. So if they was among them back then, in biblical days, I mean, the, and I looked at that thing. We think about, well, it's, now it's the end of times. The end of times time was 
even from the, from the beginning of the church age. So, so we really don't know exactly where we fall at in the end of time. When you really think about it, just think about it. If the end of time it began to take place and all this was written after the death of Christ, I mean, it was way back then when the end of time actually begun. So right now, we don't know where we are in the, in the scale of whether we're... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can I do a little small demonstration? If the end of time started over here, which was during the, the church age, the beginning of the church age, and here we are in 2015, we have no idea where we are on the scale of the end of time. So we really don't know to what point and what degree, how close we really are to the return of Christ. When you think about all the years and in between, we have no clue where we are. We have no clue. So it behooves us when we see everything that's happening, it behooves us to, to begin to listen to what the Word says. If they did it back then, if they had to contend for their faith, their belief back then, we're doing the same thing now. So I'm like, okay, God, I, I want to get closer to the Lord. Yeah, I want to get that much closer to God because I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know when he's going to split the mid ass. I don't know when he's going to call the saints home. So I want to be ready when he calls the saints home. Amen. Amen. I thank you, Holy Spirit. So I got to be aware because he says these things are going to happen. They're going to begin to creep in privately. But the thing, watch what he says they're going to be doing. They're going to be bringing in, it says, damnable heresies. Damnable means destructive. Now, the word uh, heresies means error in truth, opinionated doctrine. You know, I mean, it's so much mistruth when it comes down to the gospel. It just don't make no sense. Amen. So he said they're going to be bringing in the error in truth, opinionated doctrine, contrary to what? Biblical teachings, contrary to what the Word of God says. You know, yesterday I heard that Dr. Manley, I was sitting there, and we might have been flipping reading, whatever it is, I don't know. And uh, they was all excited about the Pope. I mean, they was just excited about the Pope. And I heard this lady say, and I looked at Dr. Manley, he looked at me, and, and the lady said, uh, this is the closest thing, I, the Pope is the closest thing I'm going to get to, to God. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. We are all made in the likeness and the image of God. So if I don't see God, I can see God in you. I can see God in you. I see God in you. I see God in you. I don't have to see God in one man. So that let me know he's an idol. Oh, my God, I hear. That means he's an idol. So when you begin to worship a man more than you worship God, then you made that thing an idol. And I, and I begin to pray. I said, God, enlighten us. Awaken your people. Awaken the people of God so we will know what's really going on amen he says i mean contrary to biblical biblical doctrine and bad principle it's amazing when you sit down and you speak to people what they literally believe that's contrary to the word of god so god says tell my people you're gonna have to begin to fight for what you believe in yeah if you believe uh, a, a, a apple is an apple and come down to the word of god then an apple is an apple amen that apple can't be no orange now. There's no way. So he said, you're going to have to fight for your belief. You've got to fight for what you believe in. Because what's on, I hear the Holy Spirit. He says, what's on trial now is your, is, is your faith, your belief. Your belief is on trial. It's on trial. I'm like, God, are you willing to die for your beliefs? You know, are you willing to stand, you know, in, in the midst of everything going
down and say, I, I believe the unadulterated word of God. You got to fight to maintain it. You got to fight to preserve what you believe. So God has power. Because he says, this is what's happening. But you know, God has an answer to no matter what the enemy brings. Amen. He has, he has an answer. He says in verse number one in chapter number two in Second Peter, he says, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves what? Swift destruction. So, so those that's coming, bringing the, that false doctrine that, that's coming against biblical teachers, because it's not but one God. Now, you, there's our, no, no, there's not Buddha, whomever, whoever their mother folk is, they got No, one God. Amen. One God. That's the mistake they made in the Old Testament. You know, they begin, the Lord says, do not get caught up with all those different nations because they're going to turn you away from the true and the living God. And that's exactly what happened. And it's the same thing back then as it is today. So God said, but they're going to get some swift destruction. You know, in other words, it's not uh, a sense of it's going to be some mercy there. He said, by them going against the biblical teachings and the principles of God, he said, my destruction for them is going to be swift. Amen. See, that's what the word of God says. Amen. This is what the book says. Now, then it goes on to say in verse number two, and it, watch this. This is why we got to be careful. This is the very reason why we have to be careful and keep our ears open to what the word says. Verse number two says, and how many? Many. He didn't say a few now. He said, and many shall follow their pernicious uh, ways, pernicious ways, by reason of whom, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be what evil spoken of. So, so God said, listen, many people are going to follow that wrong doctrine, that wrong teaching, because they did it back then and they're doing it now. So nothing has changed. He says, many shall follow. He said, by reason, when he says, by reason uh, that the uh, the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. You know, now truth, they want to put truth in what is called uh, uh, clothes of lies. You know, they want to make it, it's the truth, but you, when you really look at it, it's, it's got on the clothing lies. So, so God said, I'm going to bring swift destruction. But the sad part is, many folk will follow. But that's why he says, you, you need to contend for your faith. You need to fight for your faith. You need to fight for what you believe in. You, you need to know. That's why it's so important to know what the word of God says here. Because, see, everybody got opinion. Everybody got opinion. Say, well, God's word means this. No, God's word means just what it says. Amen. So we can't have opinionated gospel, a doctrine that that's not of God. So he says, now many going to follow them. You are going to help. And watch verse number, um, verse number three. Let's see if I want to go to this other place. Go to verse number three. Let's go to Galatians chapter number one. Let's go to Galatians chapter number one. Because remember now, it says many are going to follow it on um, their ways. You know, the, of, the reason of whom the way of truth should be even spoken of. 
now, when we look at Galatians chapter number one, we're going to keep our place in, in, in Second Peter because we're going to come back here. Now, Galatians chapter number one, we're going to talk about many people are going to follow. We're going to follow behind that, that wrong teaching. So that's why we got to fight for our, for our belief. Now, isn't that amazing that it's Christians that say they know God and know the Word of God is the one that's going to be easily deceived? It's, it's amazing. And the reason why is because they don't know what the books say. Because once you know what the books say, you can't be deceived. Because, see, the Bible is what God says. It's that There's no higher authority than the Word of God. No, no higher authority. Now, let's look at Galatians chapter number 1. Beginning reading at verse number six. So this will let us know how that even way back then they erred from the faith. They, they erred from what they believed. Galatians chapter number one, reading at verse number six. This is what Paul says. He says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto what? Another gospel. I mean, he was amazed. He said, I marvel that you you got yourself confused. Huh. And the same way they were confused then is the same way they're confused today. Amen? So he says, I marvel at this. And verse 7 says, which is not another, talking about the gospel. But what happened, it had been corrupted. That's the difference. They had corrupted, they had changed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 7 says, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would do what? Pervert the gospel of Christ. In other words, they want to change the truth. They, they want to uh, misinterpret what, what God is saying. I think God meant, no, God meant just what he was saying. God says, those, 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 those coming in that, that brings those damnable heresies, those, those uh, untruths, he says, he said, now, they got a way to make you think what they're saying is correct when it's in total violation to the word of God. Amen. Now, he says this, and he says, there's some that will trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But watch what he says. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other what? Gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you let him be what? Accursed. In other words, if there's some wrong teaching going forth, if, if I teach, if Dr. Manley preaching, if Minister Paul preaching, if, if Minister Marcellette preaching, you know, if anybody, if anybody in, in the house, uh, uh, in the body of Christ, if anybody preaches something contrary to what the Word of God says, the Word of God says, you know, Paul says, let them be accursed. So I took the liberty to look up the word uh, accursed. Huh. Now, the word accursed, that means being devoted to destruction. That's, that's heavy. If we preach or teach anything contrary, that's what he said. He said, even if an angel do that, he said, let them, let them be accursed. He said, they have just set themselves up for destruction. Devoted to destruction. Not only devoted to destruction, but they are also doomed to misery. That's heavy. And then it also says they need to be excommunicated, separated from the faith. Wow. You see how 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 we think it is this people speak uh, speak strongly now. Can you imagine living in that area in that time? 
you sitting in the body of Christ. I mean, they didn't play. They, they, they when they dropped the uh, uh, atomic bomb, they dropped it. You know, and they blew up everything. They made it, they blew it up. So people say now, now when, 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 when they come preaching anything else besides the, the gospel, they just set themselves up for, for misery. You, you, you devote yourself to misery. You devote yourself to destruction. I mean, hey, God, help me. In other words, Lord, look, show me the way. Enlighten me. Because I don't want to fall in this, this pathway right here. Amen. Is that not what the word says? I'm like, no, God. He said, he said, and when he said, preach, that means he really dealt with leadership. He dealt with leadership. Then verse number nine says, as we said before, he reiterates, this is how strong, strong this thing was going on back then and how it is today. He says, as we said before, so say I now again. He wanted to make sure they understood stood what he said. He's, he's repeating again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, he says, let him be a curse. Wow, that's strong. That's strong. That's strong. That's strong. That's strong. That's strong. But that's biblical truth. I'm like, God, help me. Now, I'm going to read verse 10. I didn't plan on reading 10, but 10 says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to do what? Please men. See, sometimes we want to please men, you know, because we want our, we want our peace filled. We, we, we want everything to be going on. We want to say we got this, that, that. No, 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 no. No. It might be the us and the ants and the rats. Amen. But truth still got to be preached. Amen. Can't, can't get around that. Amen. You can't get around what the word of God says. He says, we're not to preach and satisfy men. I'm to please men. He said, for if I yet please men, watch what happens when we begin to please mankind. He said, I should not be the what? You. So we just be wrong now, When we preach to please mankind. He said, because... When you do that, he said, we're no longer servants of Christ. We're servants of a main town. Wow, God. He says, but I certify unto you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after who? Man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the what? The revelation of Jesus Christ. God will reveal to deliver. Amen. So that's why God says, I mean, I think that for the past two weeks, I probably had about three or four different messages. I mean, they worked on and sometimes there, and then all of a sudden they just confused. But when I got to Jesus, I said, Lord, now we're tonight. Now I've heard Deacon Hill and then Tom talk about teaching on the book of Jude. Why are we back in the book of Jude? He said, Because you need to be back in the book of Jude. Because you're going to have to fight for what you believe. He said, Till the people fully understand what they're up against. Same way it was back then, it is now. You got to fight, you got to stand for what you believe. It ain't but one God. One, one or one or one almighty, only one God. Jesus, help it on Now, let's go back. Let's go back to something. Let's go back 
says they will do what? Make what? Merchandise of you. With them friends' words, they say they will make merchandise of you. Whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and their and their uh, damnable nation, the damnable uh, uh, slum is not. Now, let's go to, because uh, we want to deal with this merchandise, and we want to deal with these, these three words. Because when you think about merchandise, uh, they're going to have words, uh, invent words that's going to persuade one to follow what they're doing and what they're, what they're saying, okay? They're going to have motives, but the motives will be concealed. And the, and the motives are going to be concealed behind their words. Now, when you think about it, it says they're going to make merchandise of you. Huh. In other words, it says, uh, the Holy Spirit says, they're going to deal with your soul as merchants deal with less buying and buying and selling their goods. So what 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 what's gonna happen with these, these false teachers that brings in the wrong teachings, they gonna what's gonna happen, they gonna begin to deal and sell your soul, but who you who your soul gonna be sold to? Gonna be sold to Satan himself. He says they're gonna sell you like merchandise. When you think about merchandise, you think about a merchant. And when you think about a merchant, you think about a merchant, he takes his goods he buys and sells his goods, right? It's the same thing that's going to happen with, with false teaching. He says that what he's going to do, he's going to buy and sell your soul to Satan. Hmm, that's scary. Yeah. In other words, they're going to draw you away, and then they're going to sell you high bill to Satan. Put you on the block. Because they've got some friends' words that they, 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 they know how to entice the ear. They know how to say what you Anybody been there? You know how it is. Come on, let's get real. You know, when you when you know you want to do something, you know it is converted to the will of God. You know, we'll we'll find us a uh somebody gonna tell us what our ears are tonight. Right? I, I done it, I don't know about nobody else, but can I be real in the house? Amen. We have been saved all our lives and still got some stuff going on, amen. And still say if the truth be told, amen. So we might as well be real in the house, amen. Now, let's look at Psalms 55, I think is what I want to Psalms 55. You know, they talk about those uh, fringe words. They're going to say like merchandise. Psalms 55. You got to watch them words, amen, because those words got spirits back them. Yeah. You know, anytime somebody reduce them, that's why it's dangerous to allow somebody to, to prophesy over your life and speak into you because, see, they got, if, if they're not in the right line alignment with God, next thing you know, that spirit they got, you know, that's why the Bible says, lay, no, lay your hands on no man suddenly because you can become partakers of their sins. So, in other words, whatever they got, you will end up with it too. Amen. God did not write that in the book for no particular reason. He, he, he meant what he said. Because you can easily become partakers of their sins. And but 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 the words, the, the words got a spirit behind it. You know, they got a motive. Now, Psalms 55, let's look at verse number one. Verse number 21. Psalms 55, verse number 21. Amen. Okay. It says, 
the words of his mouth was what? Smoother than what? Not butter smooth, baby. Butter's real smooth. <laughs> but but see, you have to watch the words. Because it says, it says in Psalms uh, uh, 55, 21, it says, the words of his mouth were smoother than butter. But what was in his heart? War was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn sore. See, see, this, this is why we have to be careful with the words. Because, see, anybody can talk a good game. Anybody can talk a good game. But can you walk the walk? Amen. So, and see, the, the words were smoother than butter. But see, they got war in their heart. In other words, they want to do some, do some damage to you. Amen. War. They, they, they really want to battle you. So you better watch them fringe words that, that's going to be coming. You know, uh, and whether it be on your workplace, whether it be in, a, in your home, or whether it be in a church house, or whether it be in a supermarket. You don't never know when the enemy going to show up and have a conversation with us. Amen. Because he does have a conversation. Even when we by ourselves, he still have a conversation. Amen. But we pray to listen to them voices. Anybody hear some voices besides me? You, you, got, you, you, you got to know, okay, whose voice I'm listening to here? Who talking to me? Who talking to me? Because a lot of times we got some voices that we got some all messed up. And we're like, well, well, you listen to the wrong voice. And see, when the enemy, he loves to get us by ourselves to talk to us. Amen. You don't want no good company. He want to get you by yourself to get you all confused. Amen. And next thing you know, that's that them fringe words. And he really want to destroy you. So so we got to be careful with these words that's being released when we when we're out there in, in, in the elements. When we're on this job, when we when we're talking to people, you know, we have to be careful. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Always plead the blood of Jesus over yourself before you go out in your house. Even while you're in your house, plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. So see, the enemy got a way to come through all kind of cracks. Amen. I mean, he knows how to show up. He, he knows how to do a thing. Amen. I mean, one minute everything is great, and next minute that's war going on. Amen. So you got to understand what's going on. But we got to remember that we got to fight, contend for our faith. Now, talk about those words. Then he says, uh, let's go back to, to um, let's go back to, we're going to go back to Jude. We're going back. Now, verse 4 talks about how they have crap in unaware, unnoticed. They don't make nothing about themselves. They just show up. Okay? They, 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 they're there. It says they are there among you. Now, but what's been says, they have been ordained to do this. But this is the thing God says here in his book. He said that he identifies that they are ungodly men, but watch what they are doing. He Jude moves from, from, from writing, beginning to write about that coming salvation that's accessible to everyone. He moves on and tells them they got to begin to fight for what they believe. Then he identifies those that's creeping in the unaware in our lives. Whatever our life is, whoever the people are that's in our life, you got to watch for the enemy that's going to show up at any given time. Okay? He, he talks about that, but then he goes on and he say he says this. He identifies them to be ungodly men, but watch what they are doing. He said they're turning the what? 
Are y'all there in Jude? He says they are turning the grace of our God into what? Lasciviousness. Extreme, excessive lust. That word lascivious there means to the extreme or to, to the excessive. And it talked about your desires. I mean, lustful. And he said they were turning the grace of God. Grace of God, because that's what the word says. They're turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. I mean, extreme lustful, excessive. In other words, anything goes. Anything goes to, to the extreme. That's what the word of God says. But you got God says you got to fight for your faith. You got to fight for your faith. Now we won't do it. Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28. Proverbs chapter number 28. I've written it down for a reason. I want to make sure I cover everything that the Lord said. And then we're going to go to the book of Romans. Proverbs chapter number 28. Remember now, we're talking about uh, contending for our faith. We need to read Proverbs chapter number 28, verse number 13, before we go to Romans. Amen. Remember now, those who came in, they were, the Bible said they were turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Now, Proverbs chapter number 28. You know, we, 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 we quote all the time, and it's true, it's a true statement. It's, it says, um, love covereth a multitude of sin. Amen? That, that's what the scripture says. Amen? Now, let's look at Proverbs chapter number 28, verse number 23. Are we there? Are we there? Verse number 13. Verse 13. Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28, verse number 13. Verse 13 says, He that does what? Covereth his sin shall not do what? Confesses and also do what? Forsake them. He 
then I can get some what? Mercy. So in the process, so in the process of me coming to the realization and understanding of God's word, okay, then I have to understand that I, I want to prosper. So I've got to confess my sins. And not only do I confess my sins, but I have to forsake my sins. I have to give up my sins. Amen. So I got to walk away from my sins. That's what the word of God says. But I want to get back to this grace because the Bible says in the book of Jude, they had turned the grace of God uh, unto lasciviousness, excessive loss, extreme. So let's go to Romans. See, Romans chapter, Romans chapter number six. Cool. We're almost done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans number six. Because we can take a grace, God, take it to the extreme. Amen. Anybody done that beside me? God, I'm, but I know you're going to. Oh. That's not what grace is. Amen. You know, grace, grace is that unmerited favor. It's the divine pull. Amen. So, now, this is what Paul says in Romans chapter number six, verse number one. Verse 1 says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in what? That what may abound? Do I need to read that again? I heard somebody said yes. You know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. So we all got some mess. Amen. We all have sinned and, and, and come short of the glory of God. But here, Paul says, and when he began to talk about that, that newness of life, he says, what should we say then? That should we continue in sin that grace may abound? See, back in those days, they were teaching the more you sin, the more grace is going to cover you. No, that, that, was, that was wrong teaching. And they had people following that teaching. So but watch what he says here. He says in verse 2, he said, God forbid. God forbid. Not man. He said, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? See, when, 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 it doesn't mean that we're not going to err. It means that when Christ comes in our life, we, we put on this, this new mindset. This, uh, uh, we become new creatures in Christ. And we have to follow what he says. But let's look at verse uh, number 14 and, and um Romans chapter 6. No, I, I want to do 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because I'm going to do 12. Starting with verse 12, Romans 6. Verse 12 says, Let not sin therefore ring in your mortal body that you should do what? Obey it in the what? The lust thereof. You remember now, and, and Judah was talking about how they had turned the grace of God over to lasciviousness. We was talking about excessive lust. I mean, so now he's saying that do not allow your body, you know, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Because see, the, the, the body has an appetite. It's lustful. It, I, mean, I mean, it has an appetite you would not believe. From, 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 from wanting this to, to even down to the food you eat. You can't get enough. It's just so much, so much there, you know. But then verse 13 says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of what? 
unrighteousness unto where? Unto singing. But yield yourselves unto who? Unto God. Because see, whoever rules or sits on the throne of your heart, that's who your master is. We're going to serve one or the other. Then the Bible says, and those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments unto righteousness unto God. Now watch verse 14. 14 says, for sin shall not have what? Dominion over you. In other words, your life should not be a lifestyle of sin. That's not mean you're not going to err. When you come into the knowledge of Christ, that, the Bible already told us, you know, that, that, that when it comes down to it, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we do not live a life of sin, is what he was saying here. He said, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Watch this now. And this is the reason why. For ye are not under the what? I heard one person say law. See, the law was designed to, to, to take us to the place to make us understand that we needed a Savior. Okay, that's the purpose of the law. So, so now it says, for, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but you're under what? You're under grace. grace. But they want to take grace to the extreme. They want to do whatever they want to do and then how grace, grace, no. He says, no. He said, those are the false teachers that, 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 that's going to come in and, and they're going to distort. That's why you got to contend. That's why we have to fight for what you believe. Amen. Amen. He says, you now will under grace. And let's look at verse number 15. It says, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law? But on the grace, God forbid. He says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience, obedience unto righteousness. So what, what Jude was telling us and what the Lord is, is telling us is that it's time we are living in now, we, have, we are going to have to contend and fight for our belief. You're going to have people trying to persuade you of different things. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to believe. But you know what we have to say to them? Show me in the book. If it's not written here, then it's not of God. It's got to be shown in the book. So he says, you could fight. you're going to have to fight for your faith. You're going to have to fight for your belief. What, whether we realize it or not, just like we've said uh, uh, prior about how things are coming down the tube. How, how the economy is going to get a whole lot worse than what it is and how we need to prepare ourselves. Little bit by little bit, you're going to see things unfold. But the next thing you're going to see unfolding is you're going to have to fight for what you believe in. You will either believe in what God says or you'll believe in what man says. And there are going to be a lot of different faiths showing up. Amen. People from all walks of life. And, I, and, I, and, and, and God loves us. He, he wants us to love people. But Sometimes we have to think about what we're really doing and what's happening. I understand we have the problem. Yes. Problem of the refugees running from Syria over here. Because we went over that mess when we shouldn't have. Now they need a place to go because they're trying to run for their life. Well, you're going to come with all different kind of faiths from all walks of life. And, and you're going to have to understand, you're going to have to stand on what, what you believe. There's only one God, one Father, 
Oh, it's only one. It's not two or three now. No, no. You remember how it was in the, in the, in the Bible when, when they talked about they were going to put uh, 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 Dagon up there with, along with, with uh, uh, the ark. And Dagon, that's an idol god. He fell on his face and his neck broke off. You see, God ain't going to share his throne with nobody. He's God. He's sovereign. So be very sure God says, you're going to understand this. And I don't know where this is going to happen. Usually, whenever I share the word or anybody else share the word, it comes right back and meet them in the face. What's going to happen is you're going to have to begin to defend, or I, since you all have heard it, you watch and see before the week's out or the coming weeks, that you're going to have to fight, defend for your faith, for what you believe. And they're going to try to tell you everything else contrary to what you believe. That's why it's so important to know what the word says. This is why we teach from the book, from the word. We don't get one scripture and run off and pull out a whole lot of stuff from the head. We don't do that. We, we give you what God says. And so we're going to be contending. We're going to be fighting to preserve. Who's in the minority now? The Christians. Think about it. Think about it. It's the Christians that's in, in the minority. It's everybody that's pushed up there and everybody who, whatever God they serve, they're pushed up there. And here we are in a minority. But yet our conscience says we were founded on God. Think about it. We're going to have to fight for what we believe. We're going to take a stand. Amen. So remember, y'all, when the battle comes up, don't be alarmed. Just say, okay, God's already told me about this one. Amen. So now let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hey, praise God. Amen. Amen. We we thank and praise God for, for your for your hearing, for your listening and seeing of the word of God and we just so honor him and we're very thankful. We do have CDs. We we give away CDs. We don't sell CDs here. If you desire to have a CD, you can raise your hand and let us know and we'll make you a CD for free. And then that way you'll be able to listen to it throughout the week. Amen. Amen. Okay. One, two, three, four. All right. Five. Five CDs. Uh, six, one for Miss Phyllis. Ricky, I want you to make uh, one for Miss Phyllis. Uh, Chair Deacon, six CDs. We make them. If you can hang around for a few minutes, we want to make sure that uh, 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 Miss Pat get hers first, you know, and then we'll, we'll all be 